What is friendship? Why is it so important? And why do we value it? Why do some people pull away from each other while others become more closely knitted together? Think about this in your own experiences as we explore together the value of friendship. curiosity continuum. Our aim with this podcast is to enhance your everyday situational awareness in a constantly changing world in terms of problem solving, conversations, and life in general. And when I talk about situational awareness, more than survival, we want you guys to thrive. But because of all the other voices from media and everything else coming in, different learning models, different generations, what we want to try to redo is reestablish context so people can have a common ground for a conversation to help address the problems in their own life, in their business, in the world, and uh, talk about it in a meaningful, thoughtful way from a place of uh, love and respect for one another. So Josh and I wanted to start this to really help spark people's curiosity about one another more than just always operating from the set of assumptions you've carried necessarily about a topic or people or something. You know, we want to spark that 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 love for learning and the sense of wonder in your heart to ask the question why, what, or how, and learn something about something different than what you maybe are accustomed to. And in that way, you're going to cultivate your mind a little bit and you're going to understand some diverse perspectives that are going to be different from you. And the goal is not just to learn it, but to practically apply it, especially in the age when you can easily go to the internet and get an answer. This is really focusing on so how you can have uh, practical application in the real world, in real situations, to give you those skills to be able to have better situational awareness in your life. Absolutely. I mean, Brian sums it up exactly. You know, that's why we're doing this. We want to just get you to have, you know, the situational awareness that you have. And so I'm going to just tell you right now, like, as we're going forward, where you can find us. You can find us at www.curiositycontinuum.com. From that link, you're going to find all of our socials. You're going to be able to find how to interact with us on that level. We want you to interact with us. I really feel, and Brian does as well, is that this show is going to thrive if you guys interact with us on that level. We want you to. I was going to say, when we say guys, so we grew up in Minnesota, And this is actually where we met. So guys, even to this day, means guys and gals. And so, you know, we don't mean it to be be, uh, in any way diminutive to any female listeners in the group because this is a podcast where we all can come together and present something unique to ourselves and learn from one another. Um, This episode is called The Value of Friendship. And the reason why we decided to do that was because this is the basis from, you know, which... We're going to have every conversation. We want to have it in the spirit of friendship, whether there's love and respect for one another, whether we agree on something or not. We have that loving support of one another. And this also to Josh and I are lifelong friends, and we're going to in a minute just share a little bit about some of our history. But I think it's important for us to reinforce this because the, the 
being friends is a really important thing, and people will say that again and again. But even so, there's people learning always how to be better friends. We continue to do that in our own friendship, and we have such a strong bond of, of that. We want to let you guys listen in to some of the conversations that we just have on a, a regular basis, but really these are things that are going to help uh, hopefully bring you to the table and spark your own mind to say, you know what, I'd really love to talk about this. I haven't asked anybody about this, but I'd love to have um, a safe place to be able to talk about something. And this is kind of what we're all about. So we'll rewind it all the way back to third grade. And we'll <laughs> it started yeah, it in third grade. It did, actually. I mean, okay. So I have memories before third grade, just so everybody knows. But when I met Brian, I... I moved to Monticello, which we we grew up in Monticello, Minnesota. I I moved there when I was in third, actually in second grade. So I moved there. It was a big, big change for me because I was I grew up in a. We grew up in a really I I grew up in a good home, but like I was in my own class. I had my own friends. I was in kindergarten and first grade with them. And uh, a lot of a lot of things a lot of people don't know is I actually had where I was held back in first grade. So I had two years of first grade. So my second year of first grade was in the same school. And it was in Arden Hills, Minnesota. And I always felt I always felt like that was a sham. Like my parents held me back because I remember they told me that. They told me, you know what, Josh, you're gonna spend another year in first grade. I was so angry. I was very, very angry. And so when I had that first, that second year in first grade, I was like kind of empowered. I kind of felt like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to go through school and no one's going to tell me again that you can't do this. So we moved and then of course my parents said, "Oh, we're moving." So no one in my class could, you know, see how I was progressing. So we moved to Monticello, and that was about 45 miles away. And it was a town that was that my father thought, you know what, this is going to be a great place for my children to grow. They have some of the best schools. They have some of the best education around. We're going we're gonna to go in here. So we did. I have two other brothers, and I didn't know Brian at the time, but he is a brother to me. So, <laughs> I mean, so I went to second grade. That was my first year of second grade. That's how I always say it to people. And uh, people, a lot of people tell me, why do you say it that way? I say, well, I had two years of first grade. So my first year of second grade was in Monticello. I didn't know Brian at that time. And it was a very, very difficult time for me. I, I got into the wrong kind of quote-unquote crowd. I made a lot of mistakes. And I just kind of got to this point where I'm like, you know what? I need to change. But by the time I moved to third grade, and Brian's going to talk on this real quick, I really didn't know what to do with myself. And that was kind of where I met Brian. When I met Josh, um, so I grew up as an only child. And uh, so my parents for years tried to conceive. And it was actually funny. Um, the story goes is that for about 11 years, they tried to have a child of their own. My mom was like, you know, we should adopt a child. And my <laughs> dad was like, nope, we're going to have a child on our own and stuff like that. And so finally, uh, there was a, a moment where my mom 
was made an ultimatum to my dad. She goes, you know what? Like, if we don't want to adopt a child, I think we need to go to marriage counseling and talk through some things. And my dad said, well, I'm going <laughs> to adopt a child. I'm like, oh, son, you got to change your heart. That was he your didn't dad. didn't want to go talk to the counselor about it. Yeah, <laughs> yep. so that was my dad, you know? God love him. He, <laughs> so they started to go through the process of, of adoption. And the long story short is that I ended up in a wonderful, loving family over here. I was uh, born in South Korea and came over here during when, you know, South Korea came under criticism by saying that, you know, your largest export out of your country is children. And so I was one of those exports that came over here. I had been part of the school system for a long time. By the time that I was old enough to go to school, my mom actually found a job in the school system so she could still have the benefits of being a stay-at-home mom of sorts, but then also work and be close to me and, you know, provide economically, uh, you know, contribute to the family in the way that she thought she should at the time. And so going into third grade, I remember meeting Josh and, uh, I thought he was a cool enough guy, but I thought he was a little bit weird. He has this one dance move that he still does to this day as an adult, which he debuted in third grade for me. And it's the same dance move he did at his wedding, same dance move he did all through high school. It's like I can picture it in my mind right now, and it looks exactly the same every time I picture it. You know, just a frozen moment in time. And I, look, I think everybody has their weirdness in, in every stage of their life, but especially third grade. You know, Josh, you said... Um, Kind of get in with the wrong crowd in second grade. I mean, if you're going to get in with the wrong crowd, second <laughs> exactly. grade is the place to do it because you can correct it for every other. Yeah, you're year only that like comes eight. In your life after the fact. I was eight. I was young. I needed the money. Whatever you say, you know. So anyway, um, but that's where we first met, you know, and we didn't become immediate like best buddies, but we knew about one another. And the way they put classes together, we kind of went separate directions. And then in the sixth grade, when we entered middle school, you know, <laughs> I, I look back now um, on middle school, everybody's got things <laughs> that they're walking through. And yeah. everybody thinks that their problems, the biggest problem in the world, I'll be honest, I, uh, on a regular basis, will go to my own mother and <laughs> tell her, I just start off with an apology. Because now I have children. My son is now, he's a seventh grade boy. And uh, I just apologized to my mother. You know, Mom, you know when I was a seventh grade boy and I did this? <laughs> you know, I'm understanding now what parents uh, go through. And also, having been a seventh grade boy, I can also empathize with my son about things that seem really big at that time in his life that won't ultimately be big things later on. Seventh grade was where we really solidified our friendship. And we had this group we called The Guys. And we were, I guess, kind of... I don't know if we would call them misfits, Josh. I don't know if yeah. you say that, but yeah. <laughs> we were the group that we weren't like the jocks, and we, we were misfits. Like the cool people, yeah, we and were. we weren't like we weren't like we weren't like the hottest guys. Right. In the class. Well, speak <laughs> except maybe speak our one friend yourself, Will. He but, was the hottest you know. guy in the class. <laughs> now, Come well, on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but yeah. So we 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 became friends. We sat together in um, English class, and we chose to be friends. Actually, it was history class, right. and then we kind of had subsequent things afterward. That was the power. We didn't realize then the power of the choice to be friends, and I think you see that especially in little children, like, oh, hey, I'm your friend, and they they have no idea what friendship actually is at the time, like when they're three. They just know, like, hey, you have trains. I like to play with right. trains. Let's be friends. As you get old enough to have uh, enough relational uh, wherewithal and different things like that, you start to understand, hey, these are friends. And 
we were all very different. We had a very like varied interest set and all the kinds of stuff we yeah, did. Yeah, like Brian said, I mean, we chose to be friends. And at that age, that is it was kind of awesome. I mean, looking back on it, it was awesome. When I was there, it was like, okay, that was just, yeah, you're my friend. But we actually chose to be friends because we had these, the one thing we had in common was that basically no one else wanted to be our friend. But it was also uh, awesome and empowering. You don't realize the value of that when you're, you may have a, a moment of suffering in your life and how that draws you together with people or, you know, what it does for you. Like, it really did. And I don't mean to sound overdramatic, like, you know, the, the seventh grade boys just <laughs> right. sitting in the corner. It wasn't, it wasn't that. But it really was like a longing for that friendship. And you see that from an early age. And we were blessed to kind of start to intersect that at right. that time in our yeah. life. Like Brian says, we were blessed. I didn't realize that at the time. I realize that now, and that's why we're doing this. But, I mean, when we chose to be friends, we did choose to be friends. You know, we saw, you know, we 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 saw ourselves in each other. I think we saw the kind of a quote unquote misfit that a lot of kids and a lot of people feel. And I think the thing too that um, you know, everybody has these places in their life, regardless of what age or life stage they're in. Um, you know, my mom recently got remarried. Um, when I well, I say recently, I guess now it's about six years in. But you know, considering that this is a newer addition, I mean, as the older you get, you know, when you're five years old, you say you got to wait a week. It feels like you, know, <laughs> you might as well put yourself on like a, a torture machine and say, "Oh my gosh, it's the longest right. time ever." And as you get older, it's like, "Oh, it's only a month." Like you're good, you know. Um, to see my mom go back through almost like the dating process. And this was uh, her high school sweetheart and they married and they found out after 50 years that, of, you know, not having any type of contact or relationship that there was something special there at the place they were in their life. And they're happily married and enjoying their, their uh, golden years for sure. And it's really fun to watch my mom, uh, you know, have another loving spouse in her life and, and see that dynamic. But even then, you know, like I watched my mom and how she inter- how she interacted, how, how uh, you know, my stepdad interacted and things like that. We have a good relationship through and through. But I realized, you know, what? it doesn't matter what age you are or where you are. There are things that you're working through relationally always, constantly. And the idea that we can always get better was something that uh, really stuck with me. Even when you're past your 50th high school reunion, you're still looking for these ways to like, how am I okay? Do I, you know, am I presenting this or you're interacting with like those things that you think that, you know, they should just dissolve as you get older. They don't actually go away. They may change. They may, the priorities change maybe or something, but you're never not in a state of, of process or in, in the working out for a guy who grew up very much perfectionistic. When life kind of breaks the back of those things, you really learn that, you really can't hang on to that anymore and have any type of joy in your life. Perfectionistic. I mean, that is something that I did. I grew up that way and I totally got myself physically ill from it. I don't want to do that anymore. So, I mean, like Brian says, you know, this is our friendship. I mean, we are really the same, kind of the same person. (laughs) And just like another, like, we really are. (laughs) 
<laughs> but we're not the same person. <laughs> kind of like not really, person. but we are. And 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 this is kind of awesome. I mean, I don't. I thought everybody had a friend like Brian until I was about like around thirty, and I realized that at that point that I'm like, you know what? That person is something special, and so we're like learning about them. We're like learning their likes. We're learning like what they like, but they're it is like what we like. As different as you can be, and as different as you can do that, like all of a sudden now you have a similar thing of like. Uh, even if like the goal is friendship and how we can make that better, you learn about one another and in those things, just like in every relationship that uh, you cultivate, you're learning like how this person actually hears things, you know, H- how you can show love and respect to somebody in a way. It might be very different for another person in your life, but this person is. It, it translates to every human relationship. There's always some type of dynamic that you're working on because we're imperfect beings and so there's always going to be some working out uh over the course of years you know josh and i have been very blessed to understand one another well and you know we want to be able to uh, we wish that on everybody to be able to have those type of loving caring relationships in their life and also too to be able to have that same type of approach when you're approaching somebody new when you're having that you know establishing a context for that relationship you know, I heard an interesting comment recently is that, you know, love is unconditional, but relationships are conditional. Every relationship you have is. And there are things that, you know, would uh, would, would build a friendship or build a relationship and would tear it down. And every dynamic there is. You know, um, if I told Josh, I said, you know what, like, I'm going to be your friend, you know, but I'm going to insult your <laughs> wife badly every single time I see you. <laughs> yeah, probably you're not going to fly for very for long. long. Yeah, it's like it, that's going to change quite a bit. And, um, you know, so as we've had 30 years to practice friendship, this is our, our dynamic. And what we realized as we go on is that we want to share this and then also in this context be able to have bring people into the circle so there's a good context for life. Because there's a lot of things now in the world that will try to tear at you for your attention, tear at you for... Um, you know, the emotional equity you put into it or your, you know, all that kind of thing. And at the end of the day, if you don't have any type of relationship like a, like a friend, you can turn to a near dear friend. You don't have to have 27,000 friends. I know some of you people probably have more followers on Instagram than 27,000 right. or whatever. But who's the person you can call when you're at your lowest and you can just be honest? For seventh grade boys when we really started to become friends, to have an honest place where you could do that and go through life, that's a valuable thing. And within this podcast, we want to be able to create the the environment of friendship to be able to come to the table as you are, and we can start interacting and talking about things that are important, not only to us, but important to you, because we're all in it together, and we may not agree on everything. We may not um, see eye to eye on everything, but if we can... lovingly approach one another and respect each other, I believe that we can solve a whole lot more that way than always trying to scream at one another, be divisive with one another, um, try to paint people in a corner for what we think they are. I think we can do a lot more that way by approaching it the way we said versus what we're seeing a lot in the media and social media and everything else. Absolutely. I don't think I need to say anything more. I think Brian totally 
totally uh, summed up what we're going to do here. And if you guys are still listening, this is awesome. <laughs> and we both, I know, we, we're both kind of, you know, flabbergasted at that. But So we really want to welcome you guys to join us and keep listening. Uh, what do you think, Brian? I think it's a good place to put a comma for this conversation until next time. And our challenge to you, the listener, is to identify an important relationship or relationships, just two or three. Go listen to them about something maybe that you needed to talk to them about. Life can tear at you pretty quick, and um, you need those friends and counselors in your life to be able to, to, to speak some life into a situation that may seem dead or um, you know, be a shoulder to cry on. I'll tell you what, um, you value your friends more in your suffering than your fair weather situations because it's easy to be pals with people when everything's going right. But when the world is upside down the way it is, you want to know the people that you can turn to to trust. And we want you to turn to those people until the next time and just thank them and love on them, just like Josh and I will do between now and the next episode. So until then, thank you for listening. And remember, you can find us at curiositycontinuum.com with all of our social media and a way to reach out to us. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Signing off for Curiosity Continuum. Thank mm-hmm. you.